What is gold? Chapter 5, Section 2. For this particular reading, turn your audio up to hear this reading. Thank you. All right. Let's begin. Okay, build and possibilities. Build in a jargon for a situation where bank depositories do not get all their money back in the event of a bank failure. Maybe a portion of a bank deposit is ins insured and a small account gets repaid. Still, large accounts in excess of the insurance would be covered into bank equity or wiped out entirely. It's the same with debts and holders and bondholders of the banks. A bank is insolvent when it has no capital and its liabilities in the form of deposits and notes exceed its assets. In the situation there's not enough money to go around and the bank's creditors and depositors take a haircut. This is a new term. Those parties have their notes and deposits forcibly converted into equity with the hopes that a, at some point in the future, the bank regains its health and equity as future value. It is not what the creditors, depositories, and bondholders expect, but it's better than nothing. That's a bail and you to depository. You, the creditor, have been ba bailed into the position of being an equity holder against your will. A lot of people are surprised to learn this. Yet, bail in this has been the law in the United States since 1934. Prior to 1934, there was no insurance for depositories. And it's, if a bank fails, you might have lost all your money, which is very questionable. Now, you can get insurance for everything else, but you can't get insurance about your money. Does that smell like a scam? I think so. That's why I see why Robert Kiyosaki does not leave his money solely in the banks. Or any other people that have a sense of wealth or build the wealth over time don't depend too much on banking. They use it, but they don't depend on it because of the insurance of their money. Let's continue. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC, began in 1934 and continues today. There has always been a limit on the insured amount. The limit has increased over the years and currently a $250,000. And this is a significant amount that certainly covers small depositories, still large depositories, which could include wealth, wealthy individuals, retirees with a lot of savings. Corporate accounts, business accounts, or institutions might and will hold a lot more than that on accounts at the banks if you sell a house for $1 million. You might get a million a million dollar check deposit in your bank account on the day it sells. Although the bank deposits might not stay in the bank for long, you're exposed for the time being. It has 
always been the case that amount in exceed of insurance are at risk even though most people may not realize that or may take in bank safety for granted. The bank's failures wave that happened in 2008 and the year following would have been much worse without government intervention. Will there be a bail in when the next panic takes place? In the United States, we have multiple regulator, uh, what they call regulators with a voice in any such decision. The FDIC and the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Depository or Departments and the Office of the Controllers of the Currency, OCC. Depositories have been repeatedly warned about the possibility of bail-ins in the event of a future collapse. Either a bank collapse could cause a market collapse or the opposite. A market collapse could cause a bank to collapse it as its values are going down. That's how contingencies or contingencies works. It's not always a straight line. We haven't had this much instability in the bank system since the 1930s. During the 1980s, the United States had a lot of savings and loans associated that were closely, but by any large, the depositories were kept whole and few lost money. Most of those losing fell on a bond holder and equity holder. The 1980s crisis was not so bad that the FDIC had to invade the savings of depositories. Prior to the FDIC depositories losing were routine, there were bank panics throughout U.S. history. The point is that bail-ins and depositories lose would not buy anything new in the U.S. bank history. They just have not happened lately. Now, if the video quality is sound good enough, please let me know. Press the number or notify me. Everything's good, um, bro. I just catch your comment. What a new, what is new in the U.S. banking history in depositories and regulatory awareness? Probably because of the financial crisis in Cyprus in twenty eight. I mean, two thousand thirteen, and Greece. In 2015, after Cyprus, a number of regulators, including those in Europe and the United States, said that the bail-ins are now a template that will and be used in future panics. Note that the template approach was ratified by the G20 and the IMF at the G20 Leaders Summit in Brisbane, Australia, in 2014. When the next wave of bank panics hit and the bail-ins occur on a mass basis, bank depositors will not be able to say they don't see it coming. The prudent um, ones will move their deposits and bought gold in advance. The portion of their wealth will be preserved. Confisca I mean, confiscation and windfall Profit tax. With a major crisis in the monetary system, the U.S. government has the means to restore to gold confiscation 
or a windfall tax on gold profits measured in dollars or both if you're not a u.s citizen u.s jurisdiction i mean jurisdiction or jurisdiction is limited although the government could confiscate whenever is is a storage of u.s sold or u.s banks or u.s soil or u.s banks there are approximately six thousand tons of gold at the federal reserve bank of new york and liberty streets in lower manhattan little of that gold belongs to the united states it belongs to foreign countries and the imf yet it could easily be confiscated by the u.s treasury to deal with an emergency economic situation there are approximately another three thousand tons near jfk airport what let me read that again there are approximately another three thousand tons near jfk airport mm. you get me even the airports got some gold ain't that something ain't that something let's continue and there are a few other large storage locations including the hsbc vault at 39th street and fifth avenue in new york city it's possible that the united states could actually confiscate all that gold convert it into u.s government ownership given the form former holders a receipt and tell them they can earn their gold back based on future compliances with new rules under a new u.s-led international monetary system while it would be easy to confiscate foreign golds on deposits at the federal reserve and other large vaults it would be more difficult to confiscate gold held by individuals in 1933 when fdr confiscated the gold of the american people there was enormous trust and government fear, fear about the econo economy and a belief that the president must know best many americans felt that if the president told them to hand over their gold they should just hand it over today those preconditions pre have changed there is a lack of trust in government and a view that politicians do not know best. There could be a lot of civilian disobedience when it comes to handing over private gold held in physical forms, so the government probably would not even try. What the U.S. government may do, however, is enact a windfall profit tax enforced through banks and dealers with mandatory reporting requirements. Mm. The government could require gold dealers to file transaction reports, cash reports, and 1,000 or 1099 forms and create other information source, including federal license requirements. Using that information, the government could impose a 90% windfall profit tax on actual sales or even the deemed paper profits, which would force many to sell their gold order to pay the taxes now remember taxes are the indication and always throughout history the robbers of wealth and not just america but anywhere where you see where there's opposing a tax remember the tax system's been around maybe as long as greek and roman days since the fall of egypt because if you look at history, we know back in, 
I guess when black people rule this world or this planet, they never had anything what we call attacks. That was all designed through other non-black people coming into somewhat sense of power centuries ago. But let's continue. As trust or as two gold investors will be able to see this coming, a windfall profit tax on gold cannot easily be imposed by executive orders because of congressional control over taxation. Such a tax requires legislation and the legislative process is slow. Gold holders would know in advance and have time to prepare. It might not happen at all because even a few members of the Senate would usually be sufficient to stop such legislation in the track in its tracks. A more serious threat than gold confiscation is a freeze on 401k and mutual funds. Let's read that again. A more serious threat than gold confiscation is a freeze on 401k and mutual funds. Now mind you, a lot of Americans are not aware that the 401k will, from what they said project, will no longer have much value or will be gone in the next 14 years. In, in 2034, or I should say 15 years, sorry now. So that's something y'all should look into and keep an eye on. There is a danger that the U.S. government could confiscate everyone's 401k in exchange for a government-backed annuity, annuity instead. Confiscation will simply convert the entire defend, um, defended contributions retirement plan system into an extension of Social Security. In a crisis, extreme measures cannot be ruled out, including confiscating bail-ins, asset freeze, special taxes, windfalls, profit tax, or spike of stocks for annuities. In a crisis worsened in 2008, every confiscatory technique can or you can think of is on the table. Everything can be confiscated if there's a economic crisis, like a collapse, a real collapse, not this little small collapse we have for the last decade after decade, decade. And they said we are soon doomed for another economic collapse. We don't know when the timetable, when it's going to happen, but it is right we were due for one right now. And there are streams right now that talks about this. Many streams. But I'm going to continue and let y'all figure it out for yourself. When conditions become dire, the world government will do whatever it takes. So many analysts wear their free market hats when they should be putting on their governmental hats and thinking like desperate um, bureaucrats. I'm bureaucrats. <laughs> In the mind of the government, Officials and the um, continuity of the government, power comes first and individually wealth takes a, a back seat. <clears throat> Analysis take what they learn in business school or economic class and analyze political in terms of rational markets and efficient market hypothesis. That does not 
how governments behave. Governments don't go down without a fight. If an economy is in distress, riots over money will be breaking out. People will be demanding their money back and social untrust will go from bad to worse. A neo-fascist response cannot be ruled out. Mm. Hear that? War on cash. In addition to the currency wars and financial wars, there is also a war on cash in the United States. This assault on the free or the right to freely use cash is another reason to consider an allocation to fiscal goal in times of economic uncertainty. There are many good um, legitimate reasons to hold cash. You might have a cash business. You might want to have cash for emergencies. If you live where I do, on the East Coast, we're vulnerable to hurricanes and northeastern that can knock out powers for days or weeks, as with Hurricane Sandy. When the power goes out, the ATMs and credit card readers don't work. It's good to have some cash around for occasional like that. Nevertheless, we are witnessing an accelerated move to um, towards digital currency or the so-called cashless society. People say, so what? It just seemed really convenient to go digital. I agree. I use credit and debit cards, PayPal and Apple Pay, just like 10 of millions of Americans. Yet the digital trend has some important implications. An all-digital system set up the economy for negative interest rate. The government could try to force people to spend money by confiscating parts of whatever is left in a bank account under the genius of a negative interest rate. Instead of the banks paying you interest, they take it out on your account. Cash is the, an easy way to defeat negative interest rates. Anyone holding cash would have the same amount at the end of every time period and would not be subject to negative rates. Eliminating cash and forcing everyone into a di all digital system is the first step towards negative rates. Protomint economists Larry Summers and Keith Rogoff have advocated such steps and the war on cash was launched. Ostensibly, to pursue drug dealers and terrorists. The government authorities are always going to say, we're not really against everybody, everyday citizens. We're just trying to get these bad drug dealers and these bad terrorist tax invaders and others. That's why we don't allow people to have cash. The problem is that law-abiding citizens are pre-resumed to be drug dealers, tax evaders, or terrorists as soon as they express and prefer for cash. Mm. You hear that? Law by assistance. It's that thing that same rhetoric Amos was been saying in his books and through his lectures for decades. Let's continue. The war on cash, and hold on, before I start, let me.
second. All right. The war on cash is more than just a prelude to negative interest rate. Eliminating cash also makes it easier to force bail-ins, confiscation, and account freeze. To lock down depository money, it is helpful to tier everybody into one of a small number of mega banks, Citrix, Wells Fargo's, Chase Banks of America, and a few others that takes other or takes orders from the U.S. government. Then the stage is set. Mm. The war on cash is reminiscent of what happens to gold in early parts of the 20th century. Between 1900 and 1914, the United States in, say, 1901, when you made a purchase, you might re reach into your pocket and pull out a gold $20 coin or a silver dollar. I remember when I was a kid that a quarter or a dime was still solid silver. It was only in the 1960s that the government um, debased silver coins by adding copper, zinc, and other alloys. Which makes sense. How did the government get people to give up their gold coins? Banks slowly took the coins out of circulation the way cash is going out of circulation today. Melt melting them down and recasting them into 400 ounce bars. Nobody is going to walk around with a 400 ounce bar in her pocket. Then they said to people it effectively, okay, you can't own gold, but it's not going to be in the form of a coin anymore. It's going to be in the form of those bars. By the way, these bars are very expensive. They mean you need a lot of money to have even one bar and you weren't going to take it anymore. You were going to leave it in the bank vault. That's how they get you. <laughs> it was a gradual process and people didn't see the notice, the sub substitution of paper money for gold coins because the uh, paper seemed more convenient the way digital seems more convenient today. Banks create these 400 ounce gold bars and got rid of all gold coins. By the time gold was made illegal in 1950, well, actually 1933, there was not much gold still in circulation. It was relatively easy to confiscate the gold bars in the bank vault using executive orders. Mm. The same process is going on today. People are accepting digital substitution for paper currency because it's more convenient. Only later, when paper money is completely out of circulation, will the government start to confiscate the digital wealth. There will be no recourse to cash at the, that point. People won't notice until it's too late. Let me read that again for y'all to hear this again. The same process is going on today. People are accepting digital substitutions for paper currency because it's more convenient. Only later when, when paper money is complete out of circulation will the government start to confiscate the digital wealth. There will be no recourse to cash at the point. People won't notice until it's too late. Like a lot of our communities still don't notice that things are too late. Then notice that if this empire is crumbling, which it is, this is the opportunity to seize whatever little power you can. 
And I know it's what a lot of people through these YouTube streams, they talk about ill relative crap. I sometimes talk about occasionally, too. I always want to focus on the more important issues, what is ahead. And I tell people this information that y'all listen to on this stream is to help you get full clarity and to make a sense of an action, which most of our people like to um, deal with the crisis first, then action instead. Take action out before crisis happens. That mindset has to stop. It has to stop. It has to stop. It has to stop. You're living in very tough times. Wake up. Let's continue. The entire process of shifting from gold coins to gold back paper to flat paper to digital money has taken um, about 100 years. Each step in the process makes it that much easier for the government to compensate your wealth. We're now come full circle. I described the war on gold in the first half of the 20th century. Now in the 21st century, we're seeing a war on cash. Ironically, the solution to the war on cash is to go back to gold because gold is now legally legal again. From 1933 to 1975, gold ownership was illegal in America and still is in many countries abroad. Yet gold is now a legal form of ownership. You can buy large 400 ounce bars if you want. You can buy one kilo bar, which are a lot more convenient than 400 ounce bars and you can also buy gold coins. The U.S. Mint sell the American Gold Eagle and American Buffalo one ounce gold coin. Both contain one ounce of pure gold, but the Eagle also adds an alloy for durability. It probably is prudent to get cash in addition to gold. Still, that has become more difficult. You can't start by going to your bank and asking for 5K in cash. It's not illegal, but you will be required to show ID, signs, some form, and ownership question, and have report filings with the government, probably in form of SAR for suspicious activity report. Amount of $10,000 or more required a currency transaction report. Form of CTR. There's an automated report network behind SAR and CTR and red flags filters up the U.S. Financial Crime Enforcement Network. FIN, S-E-N, located in Northern Virginia near the U.S. Intelligence Agency. If you ask for cash, you may not be a drug dealer, yet you will be tr treated like one by your banks. It's pro probably too late to get much cash. The war on cash is mostly over and the government won. Still, it's not too late to get gold, which maintains its worth as a physical store of wealth and not affected by digitization or other forms of money. One second, people. Um, retracement. 
Another reason to credit gold um, resonance, even after a significant price decline from 2011 to 2016, is a classic commodities trades pattern called retracement. In the winter of 2015, I spent a couple of days in the Dominican Republic with Jim Rogers and celebrating investors, commodities, traders, and co-founders of the Quantum Fund along with his team um, partnered by George Soros. Few investors have seen as many bulls and bear cycles in the many markets as Jim has. When we met, gold was about $1,200 per ounce and later fell to $1,050 per ounce. Jim told me he was holding on to the gold he already owned but was not accumulating more at the at the 1,200 level. He was waiting for what he described as a 50% retracement and said that would be the signal to consider buying more. The technical trading approach did not alter our share fundamentals views that gold was ultimately heading much higher, perhaps the 10,000 K per ounce or more. The idea of retracement has to do with short-term trading opportunities and entry points for new investments rather than the fundamental case for gold. For example, if gold forms a base of 200 per ounce, which it did in the late 1990s, and then rose to 1,900 per ounce, which it did by August 2011, at 50% retracement would take gold back down to 1,050 cents per ounce, which is a midpoint between 200 and 1,900. Jim told me he had never seen a commodity raised from a low base to a super spike without a 50% retracement. Along the way, the bottom line for Jim Rogers was to begin adding to his gold portfolio around the 1,050 level. This kind of price action or volatility is nor usually yet the long-term forecast and has not changed because the economy fundamentally and monetary map are the same. The end game for gold in a world that lost confidence in paper money is at least 10,000 per ounce, possibly much higher because a higher price is needed to restore confidence in a panic without causing deflation. If you believe panic is unlikely in the future or that confidence in paper will be maintained identically, the, then perhaps gold is not your preference type of money. History shows that panic and loss of confidence are just a matter of time. If those circumstances, gold is the safest store of value. Despite investors' concern over retracement, which is not surprising, Gold still has an excellent long-term track record measured in dollars, up to 450 per percent since 1990 and up to 3,000 percent since 1971 as of the, this writing or, av, av, or as of writing this book. One danger for small investors
And one danger for small investors is that as we get closer to the point where gold raised sharply, it may become increasingly difficult to obtain physical gold. I don't doubt that the central bank's sovereign wealth fund and major hedge funds are going to be able to get some physical gold out at a price, yet one can see a time when the mints are going to stop shipping, small deals are going to be back ordered, and you're not going to be able to get gold in um, qualities. You want regardless of pricing that's another reason it's a good idea to require a gold allocation now so you're not left out in the cold when the price begins to gap upward in an uncontrolled and disorderly way conclusion as a 20 First century investor, I don't want all my wealth in digital form. I want part of my wealth in tangible forms such as gold. You can't hack gold, you can't digital delete or erase gold, and you can't infect it with pure virus because it's physical. Given the turbulence afflicting the international monetary system today through currency wars, cyber financial wars, and the war on cash, my forecast for gold remains that it is that is held or that is headed for a much higher dollar price in the nor distant future the, the economy circumstance and conditions that supports this analysis has not changed gold resiliency in a time of turmoil has been proven time and again and that's the end of chapter 5 section now, as I turn to my um my chat room to see if anybody is still watching or any questions. Uh, people saying happy birthday. Okay. Right. I hope this information was helpful. And this is, and this I think right now this is winding down. And let me see how much more left going into this. But this is now winding down. As I look for the forecast ahead of conclusion of this book. We have one more chapter left. And after this chapter, this will conclude this book. And it gives some sense of tangible solutions people can invest now. And there's going to be a two parts to this. So please stay on the lookout. Make sure you hit that bell and subscribe button. Oh, and there is also an additional chapter as well. So, like always, um, Hope you find this information helpful today. And, you know, please give your thoughts and feelings on what was read. Um, as you come in the building, oh, I forgot. Damn. This sandwich. 
if y'all in the building right now, can you please like the video, please? I would like this video to go a little bit more prevalent with the algorithm so people can go back to playback. For those that's not subscribed to the channel will know that this stream was out here where people were looking for answers. Um, also, please contribute to the channel. My cash up is there. I might have some other um, payment plans down the line. Uh, but that's pretty much all I have to say for now. I guess um that's all I'm gonna say. Um thank you for watching. Um tune in next time for um, chapter six. Until then, take care.